All right, everybody, it's time for week six predictions for Alabama versus Texas A&M and the rest of the SEC. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Oh, good, good. Just standing in front of the stadium here. <laughs> For the first time in the history of this podcast, Jimmy has done something more technologically advanced than I have. <laughs> it, uh, and it only took me weeks to figure it out. Weeks, weeks. But uh, here I here I have figured this out. Although, stupidly, I'm, I'm in Tuscaloosa with the actual stadium <laughs> literally right behind me and i've chosen this moment to launch the fake stadium picture show behind me uh when i have the real one just outside the window uh this this speaks volumes as to a lot i want to thank everybody for making this your first listen also want to thank everybody for watching us on youtube it was kind of funny uh jimmy we had a comment on youtube about yesterday's podcast um i can't even remember what what set him off but he was like uh, that guest is supposedly your expert. Well, this is my first listen and my last listen. And I was like, okay, but this isn't an airport. You don't have to announce your departure. That's fine. I mean, you know, um, anyway, uh, and I don't even know which one he was making fun of you or me. <laughs> Probably me, but, um, uh, you know, I, I said something about the center the other day that, uh, that got one guy upset and, and, I, I think he took it a little bit out of context. I'll be more clear going forward. It's ironic. You're going to be more clear verbally while you're a hologram visually. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So, Jimmy, let's start talking about the uh, other SEC games first because I'll save the last two segments for Alabama A&M talk, like individual pr predictions and then, of course, the game prediction. Um, and, look, Ole Miss Vandy, I, I know the line is 17. Oh. But that game historically has been a weird one. Now, Lane Kiffin is running the ship. I think things are going to be a little different. I think Ole Miss handles business. But it's not going to be quite shocking if Vanderbilt makes this close. Well, first of all, it's a better Vanderbilt team than normal. I mean, I think this is one of the better Vandy teams of the past 10 years. So that's one factor. Secondly, here's a weird thing. Ole Miss is now so good annually. Are they going to start taking – other power five opponents lightly is Ole Miss good enough now to where they literally take teams lightly. So that could happen. Uh, I won't be shocked if this is somewhat close, but uh, I, I think Ole Miss will win by 20. All right, let's move on ahead to um, let's talk about Tennessee LSU really quickly. Arkansas, Mississippi state. I, I, I'm not going to really get into it. I feel like if KJ Jefferson doesn't play, I, I think that's Mississippi state for sure. Um, but I do want to mention LSU Tennessee, because that one does have a man that that's so intriguing. I don't know who I'm pulling for. I guess technically I'm pulling for Tennessee um, because that way it gives another one of our opponents in the West a loss. But um, at the same time, I'm, Tennessee coming in undefeated next week makes for a rabid environment. Maybe if they have a loss, maybe it's not – maybe it takes a little sting off of it. But maybe it doesn't matter anyway because maybe they just 
can't beat us. I don't know. They hadn't beat us in 15 years. Why start now? <laughs> yeah, this is one of the best games of the weekend to me. I think Tennessee has played like the better team this season. Uh, I have no doubt that that's true. Uh, Tennessee's looked really good, especially on offense. LSU has looked suspect at times. I was sort of boldly. LSU played against Auburn a week ago. Uh, so I think Tennessee's going to win this game. Uh, I'm going to say Tennessee's going to win something like 30 to 20. But uh, I won't be shocked if it's close or if LSU wins just because what do we say every week or what do I say every week on the show? It's really hard to win SEC games on the road. Uh, it's very difficult. Uh, I, I can see Tennessee struggling for that very reason. LSU is pretty good on defense. Uh, so that makes a real interesting matchup when Tennessee has the ball. But in the end, I'm just going to go with the better team here. And the better team has been Tennessee. Then there's Auburn, Georgia, uh, you know, <laughs> yeesh. Uh, and then Brandon Council, the starting, the third string starting center for Auburn said something along the lines of if this happens and that happens, I feel like we can demolish them. Um, and even the Auburn moderators are like, why? Why would you do this? What are you doing? <laughs> Maybe um, maybe he's putting some money on Georgia. I feel like this is this has the makings of just an absolute beatdown. Um, I, I just boy, I, I just feel like Georgia is going to just open up a can on them. Um, it's unfortunate for Auburn that CBS chose this game. I think CBS should have chosen Tennessee LSU. Um, but I agree. It, I, mean, I don't know I mean, why I they did. I, mean, I, I guess they had to choose a couple of weeks. I mean. There's no question. Best game in the SEC this week is Tennessee LSU. That that that's the bet. That's the one that's hardest to pick. Uh, there's a lot riding on it. Tennessee's undefeated and, and ranked really high. Uh, the Alabama Texas A&M storyline is still there, but I, I wonder if CBS had it to do all over again. You know, here here's one thing, and, and a lot of people don't get this, Luke. When I say a lot of people. I've seen a lot of comments on message boards that show that not everyone understands this. CBS has before the season starts what day, not what game, but what day they want their primetime game. So obviously what that means logically is they've picked the game. They picked the game when they do that and they announced their primetime game. This is well back, well, well before the season starts. So they picked Alabama, Texas A&M back in June or July in terms of what game is going to be their one primetime selection of the year. Uh, there's, I, I think what's interesting to me is would CBS make the same choice today? Uh, my answer is probably not. I'm not sure what game they would choose. Uh, you know, in, in picture, picking one SEC game to show to a primetime national audience, maybe Georgia, Tennessee, maybe Alabama, Ole Miss, and Lane Kiffin. Uh, but, but I don't think they would choose A&M now because of A&M's losing and, uh, and Bryce Young's very possibly not playing in the game. All right, let's go ahead and tell everybody about Underdog. Underdog, look, this is – I'm going to put up their little uh, logo here so everybody can see it. I, I said I'm going to. There it is, Underdog. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, and it's the easiest place to spice up your college football season. So, so easy. Uh, look, if you like, say, Jordan Travis higher than 260 yards and a half – passing yards versus Wake Forest uh, for Florida State. You know, that that would have been a good uh, bet last week. 
or you can do something like Drake May higher than 265 yards passing versus Virginia Tech last week. Those are examples of things you could do. Um, and it's just you pick the over or the under. That's it. It's super easy. Um, it's available in over 30 states. Just pick between two and five players across any team, not just your team. I mean, any team. Like I said, Drake May, uh, you can do uh, Grant Wells. You can do Jordan Travis, you, all these guys, um, all these fantastic games. I mean, look, K.J. Jefferson, if he plays, you know, you can do an over-under on him. It's one of the easiest fantasy games to play out there, and you can win cold, hard cash in a single, single game. Sign up with promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On. An underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's underdog fantasy promo code locked on. That's one word, locked on. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. All right, Jimmy, let's talk about some predictions for individual players in this game. First of all, do you think Jalen Milrow will be the starter? I mean, I'm guessing. I'm not knowing, and if I did know, I wouldn't say, but uh, just in terms of, like, gut feel, total guess, I'm going to say Milrow, this is Milrow's game. Uh, I'm very, very interested to see the script, not the offense. I mean, we're not going to come out in the wishbone. I mean, it won't look dramatically different, but it is going to be dramatically different to the coaches and to the players in terms of the plays called. There'll be a script, something that they've repped to death. Uh, I'm real curious to see what that all looks like. But, yeah, I, I think it'll be Milrose game. I really do. Um. Let's do some own, some of our own over-unders. Uh, I probably should pull up Underdog Fantasy and do these, and I might do that if they have them already up. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, over-under 130 yards rushing. How about that? 130? Yeah. Uh, I'll go over. I think he hits another home run. Wow. Okay. So uh, that's interesting. Uh, that meant that – that also means you probably think he's going to be playing, um, you know, well into the fourth quarter. Because I think, you know, the unofficial coaches show, um, which is another YouTube uh, show, which is good. I mean, it's actually really, really cool. A lot of fun. These guys do a fantastic job. Uh, love watching them. I'm, I'm just uh, throwing out there some more uh, shows, pimping some more shows. But um they met. Said, they said, "Hey, you know, we hadn't seen Jameer Gibbs a lot in the fourth quarter of of a lot of games. So, you know, when everybody else is getting a little tired, that's when Gibbs can really crank it up." Um, yeah, but I also think if Milrow's the quarterback, it kind of tied into Milrow. I mean, I think it'll be a big day rushing. I think there'll be more rushing attempts and more touches for Gibbs in a Milrow game than there will be a Bryce game because Bryce, very much like a point guard, spreads it around. I think when Bryce is in. Everybody's getting more touches. Everybody's in the action. I think when Milrow's in, the circle's going to get a little smaller, fewer receivers playing, fewer fewer running backs. Game might not be a blowout. Uh, all those things add up to Gibbs getting more touches. I think the more times he touches the ball, the more likely circle the bases. Okay, well, then let's, let's also do this. Over-under touchdown passes for Jalen Milrow, again, assuming he starts, one and a half. Uh, I'm going to go under just because, I mean, my prediction will be one touchdown pass. So I'll go mm -hmm. under. But I also don't mean that to imply that he won't throw the ball fairly well. I just think it depends on, you know, those who are expecting a Bryce Young stat line or a Bryce Young performance. They're going to be mad no matter what. 
<laughs> I'm expecting Jalen Milrow to play like a uh, gifted freshman. Will we return a punt for a touchdown? We're overdue for that based on what Kool-Aid has shown. But I'll go no just yeah. because math and math and logic say no. But we're overdue because Kool-Aid has come so close now like seven times. Again, what's funny is we have returned a punt for a touchdown this year. It just wasn't Kool-Aid who did it. Oh, that's a great point. <laughs> that's a great point. That's shocking. Wait, what enough that that that's that's a fun because I think if you ask a lot of Alabama fans, as you know, uh, they would forget because it wasn't yeah. Kool-Aid. So they forget that Branch actually did that somehow, some way. Brian Branch gonna play this weekend? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's good news. All right, well, let's go ahead and take another break. And when we come back, we're going to get into our predictions for the game itself. And we're back. Uh, predictions for the game, Jimmy, I, I will uh, start and then let you go on your little rant because uh, you love your little rants. Um, A lot of traffic on the strip today. Look at all these cars going past me on University. Does it is it weird that uh, you have a camera set up right there in front of Bryant Denny? I mean, has anybody stopped to say anything? Yeah, they're like, uh, uh, "Wow, how come how come uh, you look a lot shorter in person?" Uh, uh, God, my brain farted. Rick, Car hey Rick Carl, you look a lot shorter in person. <laughs> Rick Carly, Rick Carly, that's it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I brain farted so bad. I wanted to call him James Span. I'm out here doing the weather. Rick Carl sounds like a really a B team wrestler. <laughs> um, okay, sounds like so, a local politician. Yeah, my my prediction is going to be 45-13 Alabama. I just don't see how in the world Texas A&M scores a lot of points, especially if Haynes King doesn't play. And apparently, if Haynes King will not be playing. Not Haynes King. Max Johnson doesn't play. Especially if Max Johnson doesn't play. Haynes King looks like will be the starter. As I mentioned, he had two interceptions late in the game when he came in for Max Johnson against Mississippi State. I just don't think he's a great quarterback. And um, I feel like A&M may be mailing it in a little bit. I mean, they, they're already the, – the season's sort of – you hate to say it, but the season's sort of a washout for them right now. I mean, there's no way they can meet expectations. I mean, they still have got some other really tough games coming up. I think they got Florida at home. Um, you know, that – They've got LSU on the schedule still. They got Ole Miss still. They got Bama, obviously. Uh, they should have lost to Arkansas. They, I mean, I would maintain they should have lost to Miami. They did lose to App State. I just things aren't just gelling right now, and, and most everybody's been there. Pre Saban, we've been there too, where the season just you know it seems like everything's going wrong. I feel like things are going to continue to go wrong for the Texas A&M Aggies. I'm going to say 45-13, and I feel like I'm being generous with that 13 points. Wow. Well, we're somewhat similar. Uh, I'm going to have Alabama winning 35 to 14. Uh, I, I do think, like Luke, Alabama wins this game behind the defense. Uh, the defense has been playing extremely well. Uh, that jobs up with uh, Tech playing well all year. Uh, I, it's hard to imagine AM getting their offense going finally against an Alabama. So I think behind the defense, Alabama wins the game. Uh, you know, assuming that this is Jalen Milrose game from from beginning to end, I think he's going to be like every gifted freshman. He will be very impressive at times. We, we know what kind of athlete he is. He's an A plus athlete. That's not going to change. I, I think he'll do something athletically amazing two or three times in a 60 minute game. 
And I think he's going to make some uh, good throws. And then he's going to have his uh, his moments where it's not going to look great, uh, where it won't be consistent, where, you know, he'll miss an open guy or, or, or make a bad decision. That's because he is a redshirt freshman, and this is his first start and his second extended playing time. It, it won't be pretty all the time. And, and because of that, uh, uh, it won't be a complete blowout. It wins the game comfortably because they play defense and run the ball. Uh, another home run for Gibbs. Uh, and again, Milrow at least two or three times during the game makes everyone, everybody say, wow, uh, 35-14 Alabama. I'm going to also make a couple other predictions that Will Anderson gets more than one and a half sacks. And I'm right. going to say we have at least one play of greater than 80 yards. I like it. I'd almost want it to be a Milrow run just because yeah. I want to see him run full speed again. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was a sight to behold. God, can you? I mean, it really is sort of like watching – it was sort of like watching Derrick Henry run that fast. I mean, you're just like, nobody, why would you get in front of this? It's just a business decision. I think a, I think a year ago I've said on this show, and I'm sure when I said it, I, I bet half or more of our audience scoffed when I said Jalen Milrow may be the fastest player on the team. And, and that was a year ago. It was before we had Harold, before we had Bond. I said Milrow may be the fastest player on the whole team. And I'm sure a big part of our audience is like, there is no way that at Nick Saban's Alabama, a quarterback is the fastest player. But told you, I wasn't making it up. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back with a game wrap-up uh, next time. So until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.